1: outside just before the podcast, uh, to mingle in the woods, to sense the playfulness of the little ones that enrichen our nature so beautifully. And today I have a fantastic guest that will help you in moving through emotions and being more who you are and let your love exude out so everyone welcome to the moving to oneness podcast i'm your host Mylene elke sitting in germany and i said it is a crispy fall day outside the sun is shining setting slowly and i have also in a little cooler weather angela lay here from tahoe in new mexico <laughs> and you're also in the mountains, and for you it's morning, and thank you very much for coming onto my podcast.
0: Oh, thank you so much for having me. and I love that you opened it with the fairies because so many of the old um, books that the old fairy tales kind of made this idea that fairies are tricksters they will um mess you up (laughs) you know they're they're all about creating problems and what i know of the fairies is that they are the emissaries of love and we really need to to rethink how we think about you know these um I don't want to say creatures, but these beings that are in alternate dimensions that we don't really see, Mm -hmm. but they're there and we don't want to vilify them. They are actually love. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) they are. They are. And I have to say, fairies have been with me a long time as a little child. I didn't know Mm. about it. But as soon as I moved into the shamanic healing and I, I journeyed, there I was always supported by fairies and my own healing that I received, even if I went out to get healing for others, for animals or people, they put me into um, always a space of Spinning, And then I also later learned that I'm also like a spiral and spinning girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, suddenly if you look backwards, it's, it's very logical. And then I opened up um, it to them more and more, especially than with more friends that are in the mystical space and many who do see uh, fairies and shared with me uh, what I was sensing that it was true mm-hmm. and right. And, and you also you sense the fairies and have a good oh, connection. Yes. Share a little bit how that came into your life.
0: Um, so I moved to England in two, uh, I think it was October of 19. And I lived there for a year, but COVID hit in March, early March of 20. Yes. So, all of a sudden, I was in this place where I didn't really know anyone. And (laughs) I could only go out for walks there, you know, there was like, no businesses were open. so I started walking the woods. And I just, I could just feel this love, this energy of abundance and love and care for the earth and the the beauty of the scenery the woods the hills um the grasslands it it was just such a delicious feeling that i got on those walks so i would spend hours every day walking and um i think it really just being in that environment, um, not only is healing, to me, very healing, um, but I'm pretty sure it inspired some of my stories too.
1: Mm. Yeah, it is, uh, I believe, if we go into nature, there is, uh, and for me, what comes, it was more an initiation that the fairies, Initiated you uh, to really become aware what's out there because you've been in the woods many, many, many times before. But first of all, it was uh, ancient forest. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) where you were right. So there was uh, uh, your reconnection to Urwissen. We have in German a nice word Urwissen, right, or Urquelle. So to the source, and uh, for uh, for you and uh, that wisdom. Inspire you and, and channel the book. Let's just jump into the book. I just finished also <laughs> reading your book. Everyone, Angela, started out writing a story because children are also very, um, oh, you also have a grand love for children and supporting them, right? And you'll please speak later into that as well and being there for them and so they don't feel so alone or left alone that they have a. Anlaufpunkte <laughs> that they have someone to go to, yeah. And also, the book you wrote is so that they can have a book go into stories that they know, but you underline it with beautiful wisdom teachings where you provide tools to the youth. That they can utilize and they get it in a beautiful i'm going to use even the word fairy tale and I really want to go and look and, and maybe someone in the audience, if you know the source of the word. tale t a l e, right that's from the fairy tale and um, what is behind it, so there must have been always a lot of communication and wisdom provided that this word even exists and it still carries something yeah so I'm thinking we do use it a little bit now for cartoons or stories and say ah it's not true but I bet it was and so if someone out there do connect with Angela or or with me and let (laughs) let 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 us know uh, what it is and so you wrote a book where a young girl delves into the world of uh, the fairies and learns uh, much about it so that was inspired from your trip in England so that's not so far away and I just know too you just spilled the beans that you are just released also already the second book yeah it's gonna be probably trilogy quadruple i I'm writing the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's gonna. it's a series <laughs> yeah, but everyone fairies fair i remember one thing i have to uh, tell now before i forget it i remember when we were doing rituals the fairies always say include your children in everything have yeah. fun and children bring into ceremonies into rituals The fun aspect, we adults nowadays don't have so much, especially I'm talking now about the Western culture, not so much about others. They include the children uh, on a regular basis. They're always part from early morning to late at night. They're not so segregated out of the social structure or family structure or whatever kind of structure. (laughs) So I'm happy that the fairies are bringing now a new viewpoints and perspective on it so share a little bit about your book and and what it is here for well um
0: really i i've lived a pretty difficult life and you know some people have had harder i i didn't grow up in afghanistan and have my everything bombed so um you know i know that there are there are individuals who have hard, harder things that they went through. But my idea when I started writing the book was, I want to teach kids how to have self-love so they don't make poor choices like I did. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, just do like a little five minute history of me oh, please
1: go ahead because so it, that
0: people understand
1: yeah because that. I can sense your your experience life experience is in the book a little bit and that's what you're mm-hmm. uh, handing off to the next generation so please yes go ahead
0: yeah so um I was born and into a family my mom has a lot of angelic energy and she's a very kind wonderful person. My father was um, a very sensitive child, and his father did not approve of him. So his father basically told him he was a loser for all of his life. Mm. My father couldn't deal with the pain that that brought up in him so he tried to drown it in alcohol so basically he could not face his emotions and he numbed with a substance abuse when he was drunk he was a monster And he not only sexually abused us, he physically and emotionally abused us, mostly emotionally, uh, more than anything else. So uh, when I was young, I got the idea that I didn't matter. And I decided that anger was really bad. And I could not ever be that person. I could never be angry. Because my dad brought so much anger into the household that I just, I rejected it. And that set me up for (laughs) my life. So as a young adult, I met a man who had two sides he was charming and he was angry and I quickly rejected his angry side that was something that I could not deal with and and could not abide which led into a pretty toxic relationship <laughs> because you know I'm rejecting this piece of him I was in resistance to his emotion I also rejected the emotion within me and he got angry because I rejected this part of him. And we stayed in that relationship for 32 years. Um, He used narcissistic tools. Um, It was emotionally abusive for me, but I also think from where I am now, that it was emotionally abusive for him because to have to be feeling the rejection of that part of you um you know our shadow sides they are part of us we cannot be whole until we embrace our light and our shadow sides and so um That relationship was very painful for both of us. I did not leave um, because I didn't want to hurt him. And so basically, I did not put myself and my needs first. I didn't value myself enough to put myself first. So everything I do in my fairy tales is that children value themselves, that they understand the importance of accepting all of their emotions, and that they are then in a space of well-being where they can make empowered choices for their life.
1: I love that empowered spaces. Yeah. So they can choose because we need to choose our way. And as we also choose how we want to create our life. Yeah. We have to choose in any moment, right? There's always choices and oh, it, very uh, much. over generations was trained out of us and now you're providing tools in your book uh, that if they don't get it from home if they don't get it maybe from the teachings it's in school yeah every yeah. school is just so different every uh, setting is different and family um, dynamic is different that they may find your book and uh, learn it a little themselves in a in a in a way, by even observing others where it makes them think about themselves. You don't go really out there and tell them do this and do that. You abide Yeah, them, you I say to flee into the story. <laughs> I say I plant seeds.
0: I, I you know, it's like I, I offer a plate of seeds and they can choose which ones. It's all their choice. Um, because I firmly believe that we are not here to help each other. Um, when we go into the idea of I'm helping this person, we're putting them in a space of being a lesser being that needs help. And I believe that we are all equally a piece of source, Mm -hmm. that we are equally souls. And each of our souls has unique gifts that we bring to the world. Um, we We all have our own path to follow. And... It's not my place to tell anyone what they should do. I can only say, oh, you know, here's a a menu of items that you can choose from.
1: I like that. Exactly. So it is, I speak sometimes that it's about holding the space, giving an embrace, right? That they feel supported. They can be who they are. Or feel and, the safety of being who they are. And if you feel safe, and I, I know that also from my experience, and you also probably from yours, we try out new things. We become, or I became, or I become <laughs> more courageous. And then I, I try out new things. So if I have people in my life say, go ahead, try, or look at this, or not, you know. But they're there, and then I can be and react the way Whatever happens, and they still mm-hmm. take me as I am, and this is very. This is in a way love. This is the loving yes. atmosphere to have because I can lean back, I can fall, I can run right straight ahead. You know, <laughs> it depends what it is, or I can uh, cry, <laughs> I, I can I think... laugh, scream. I can even be angry sometimes, and this is oh yes right. And oh yes, this is uh, the nice part in. Uh, providing the space, and also in 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 a way, I, I encourage everyone. What I've learned is like if I leave it for others to go through it, I say, "Oh, that's now the time for them to experience. It, it has nothing to do so much with me, mm-hmm. but I needed to, to be there. So why am I there? Right? There's always a reason. Why are we in a certain place at a certain time? And then just to hold that they can go through and observe what's coming out and maybe not interrupt them or um, and let it out so it can just dissolve then afterwards. And they can be again who they love to be.
0: And I, I also see it as um, seeing everyone in their wholeness. Mm-hmm. And so many of the Problems in the world come when we look at each other and don't see the other in their wholeness. So to see someone in their wholeness means that we see the light of God showing in their heart and that they have access to that light of God. They can choose to be in their wholeness or they can choose to be reactive. It, everything, there, there is no mistake. There is no failure because we learn from everything and we grow from everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I come from a German culture where, we, you know, we're taught a lot and we're being <laughs> told a lot what to do. And I remember when I've learned from the Native Americans, they observe, they let children try things out. Mm-hmm. Or I learned, luckily, through a book of a Russian woman to let my child explore and I follow yeah, instead of telling him where to go when we go into the woods, for example. Yeah, to, so I nah, observe him as he explores the forest. Uh, or when I, I, I remember, you know, I was always so tired. <laughs> and then she said, uh, "Let just lie down. Let the child play around you. When the child is tired, he'll come and sleep with you. And I said, oh my God. So I lowered my bed. <laughs> So I could live on on the mattress and he could crawl around and then that happened. He would crawl up and then sleep with me. It changed a whole dimension in me instead of me also putting my rhythm on him. Right? Mm -hmm. Even children, that's a very, that's, I love to speak, but we're talking about children too. That they can explore and find their own way of living rhythm and sleep rhythm goes under that eating rhythm. Right. Yeah. If, if I think about how my son eats so different than any one of us, I think we most we're three the and the cats, <laughs> they all eat differently, different time, different rhythms, a different uh, 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 foods even. Right. And I really stayed open to that, so that you can uh, unfold. We speak so much, everyone's supposed to be who they are and that they are, but then these things are very restrictive because we try to fit them to more than and So, but there's Kill. an easy way genau. Okay, maybe school in Germany, you don't have to go to school. <laughs> That's the only rhythm, but this weekend and a vacation, it does change uh, right away. And this is not so easy. It takes time and practice. Uh, to to first of all live your own rhythm like Angela you said you had to learn to first live yours and um, uh, then all normally if we start with ourselves others are able to begin to start living their rhythm they may be hold yes. for a little time because the rhythm changes for them or things don't but then you uh, they can go in yeah so I like that that you said that
0: and, and what I really loved about what you were talking about is observing. Mm -hmm. Because even observing ourselves and observing our reactions, observing how we're thinking about something Mm -hmm. um, is so informative of kind of coming back to oneness. And that's something that I have begun practicing. But I really love the idea that you brought forth about just observing your child. Each child not only has unique gifts, but they have different energy levels and they're um, different vibrations, different resonance. Mm-hmm. One child may be really open. To um, really sociable and really open, and another is going to be more reticent. Is this shyness, or is it just the energy of the child? And you know, so many parents will look at the reticent child and say, "Oh, my child's shy. I should teach it how to be more social. It'll be more. My child will be more successful if they're social." and so they try and change the energy of the child and it it's not productive (laughs) you know some some people are you know made to be solo some people are made to be in large groups and there's no right or wrong to either one there are jobs that can um Each individual can be very successful in that job. One of my favorite movies, it's a little short called Float, um, done by Pixar Films, and the story is of a baby who floats, and this is so outside the norm that the father is initially, he's surprised and pleased at this gift his son has but then when the neighbors see the kid floating this changes everything and the father must hide this quality of his son and so he ends up making a backpack filled with rocks and putting it on his little boy putting his boy on a leash and walking him around the neighborhood so he won't float But as they go by a playground, the child drops the backpack and floats through the playground. And of course, this is shocking. So the moms on the playground grab their kids and try and keep them safe from this strange anomaly. The father grabs the kid and pulls him down and turns he actually turns the kid around and screams at him why can't you be normal <sighs> heartbreaking yeah heartbreaking <laughs> For all of them and then the father sees how his words have hurt his child how his behavior has hurt his child in his mind he thought he was keeping his child safe But in trying to keep his child safe, he was not allowing the child to be who he was. So the father has a change of heart and he gets on a swing. He swings and he lets the child float. It's a beautiful story. And many um, parents of autistic children see it as a really good metaphor or autism. Um, you know, society has these walls and these constrictions of what's okay and what's not okay. But what a gift floating could be.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I walk different and since a little girl um, still nowadays so so people look at me since i'm little so I had to learn that they're curious and they don't judge me but I remember also my parents they felt judged and you know at that time 68 if you were different, you were put into a in a way of a loony bin. (laughs) you were yeah you were feared. yeah because you Dif- were weird you spoke fear. later so luckily these things these times have changed i thank all the parents that uh, fought for their children and wanted to change yeah. the institution um yeah, we're different. And as you said so beautifully before, we're all one. So we all have particles of each other. So we understand yes. one person maybe a little bit more than the other or recognize a little bit of ourselves. in it. so that's why maybe some, some people like similar people, some uh, uh, the contrary or even children, how, who are they attracted to. And this um, letting go of judgment I think oh. it's luckily happening slowly more and more. <laughs> so if we stop to judge we right judgment has started to control certain to have power, you have to start to judge and make other people judge. But because this is uh, losing grip, the energies are changing and we feel yeah. the truth that it's not true to judge, right. Many of us you speak so much so beautifully about the love. We can love that more and more. And I think what is also nice is uh, in the young generation now, they do less judge each other. It's extreme. I can it's ob- see that and observe it. And I see it in their vocabulary. I see it in their reactions and how they treat each other. It it still comes up. But if I look up, you know, my, if I compare my parents' generation, they're now all in the yes. 80s. And then I look at the younger generation, 25 downward, you really can see that there has been a shift and a change. And then it is unstoppable that we're becoming a more flexible to accept each other in the way we are and also then accept ourselves in the way we are. Mm. Yeah, and you share it's that a little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting Um what I understand about judgment, um, when we are reactive to someone else, they are a mirror for us to see the part of ourselves that we are not in love with. (laughs) And so, (laughs) um, Anytime we're judging someone else, we are judging ourselves and we're judging the part of ourselves that is reactive to whatever that person is doing or saying. Often that reaction comes from a hurt we received when we were a child that hasn't the energy of that pain has not left us. So when we are in judgment, we are being reactive, that reveals they are a mirror. They are revealing to us that we have this part of ourselves that we can heal Mm -hmm. by giving it attention. (laughs) So um, I think as more and more people become awake, they understand That there's nothing outside of us that is harming us. And that's a really hard statement for people to understand. Um, I lost my house four years ago in a terrible wildfire. And I lost everything. I was homeless and I had just whatever I walked out of the house with. I could look at that and I could say, um, my life is ruined. I am the victim of that fire. Or I can say, what doors did that fire open up for me? What new things came into my life because that fire happened? For me, that fire caused me to go into a deep depression and in that deep depression, I questioned the meaning of life. And in that line of questioning, I realized that I wasn't loving myself and I needed to leave my marriage. So if the fire didn't happen, I would probably still be subservient and um, living in emotional pain. Mm. And I wouldn't have written my books. <laughs> the fire had to happen to get me on this path to writing books. Yeah, so, that's
1: like you needed a dramatic change a few times.
0: <laughs> a couple of times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's um, it's about understanding that the things that happen happen for us not to us and when we have that understanding they happen for us we can look to find out you know what is my lesson in this what did I need to pay attention to so that I can move forward
1: I love those questions and uh, that is for everyone if you have uh, moments where you feel alone question first of all also know you're not alone you know are fairies there's so many other entities around in nature and <laughs> go outside mm-hmm. and even sitting just you may not see them or may not we're always surrounded by many beings and it was so funny and i i have to <laughs> everyone who's not uh, watching the video if you're listening on the podcast go maybe to the minutes i don't know maybe a half or um, at this time <laughs> while you were speaking Angela I was watching I can see your microphone a little bit and then mm-hmm. three dots over it while you were speaking ab- uh, before and you went into you brought wisdom through before for a second and went into a flickering and the now there are three dots they went into four and five dots so <laughs> I knew <laughs> to really listen to what you're speaking and about now <laughs> <laughs> you can see we're support they there flickering it just went down to two so they're saying yes we're here <laughs> if you do need a, a a device, a proof that we exist it's right there in this videotaping <laughs> this is fascinating they're so Beautiful. playful and this is important so also if you're outside everyone and you think sometimes wasn't there a little different a moment ago or why am i looking here right now observe Mm -hmm. that or if you go and there's you see like uh in the masses many fairies live around the masses so take a time and if you're out in
0: nature um hug a tree trees carry so much wisdom you can um you can sit down on a rock or lay down on a big rock and just absorb the energy and the wisdom from the rocks. When I go out into nature, I, I just bring my gratitude. I am like, oh, this is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, fairies for for keeping this beauty. Thank you, fairies, for the love. Thank you, angels. Oh my gosh. Thank you, angels. They're, they're so, they're so here and
1: it's in your name. <laughs>
0: we do <don't, laughs> yeah. We don't realize how much help we really have but the angels are guiding us they are whispering in our ears they're helping us because each and every one of us we're here on earth right now to be love yeah i'm not talking romantic love i'm talking about just complete and non-judgmental love that's what we're here for
1: and you're emanating that out if i'm just sitting here and think oh I feel i feel so calm i feel so <laughs> broad expanded you emanate this vibration of love of purity of truth, of mm. of light. Yeah, I had to think about Leia, You know, lay light. The last your last names, and also the um, understanding of everything, and this embracing or an understanding and listening. Right. So exactly what, in the angels do, and so you won. <laughs> and again we are all part you know more of one thing than the other and uh, there is an angel is not more important everyone than you oh no you're 15 or you're 12 or you're 19 or uh, the youth (laughs) and the youth is not more important than an elder uh, person uh, do know we all have yes now we all have gifts and uh, we're here for a reason at this moment all of us to bring all of the population, I believe, back into a natural state. And so Mm -hmm. that's why so many beautiful beings are human beings and other beings and entities. We're coming together and noticing that we are all and that we can communicate and uh, collaborate with everything existing in this cosmos. So if I can give you the young one and it sounds always so funny but i just love that word (laughs) it's the young ones it's it that you guys are our future and you bring so much more fun to us and uh, i i thank all of you and please do not give Mm. up because you do transform change um create a little chaos to bring a calmness afterwards. You go into the storm and it may feel a little difficult. It's like you have a little bit more force when you walk through the, you need more grounding or whatever you need when you walk through a, um, a storm, but when it's calm then and you bring that. So keep on doing that and see you have someone like Angela here to support you. And Angela, we have a share really quickly about Bella Santini, right? She is Uh, the main uh, character. Yeah. So um, Bella Santini
0: in book one is a young girl. She's 14 years old and and she's starting to pull away from her parents. So Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of conflict. Um, She is reluctantly taken on a camping trip. Out in nature, which she does appreciate. <laughs> yeah, later, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, she is uh, spirited away by fairies to another dimension, the Fae dimension. And there's strange things afoot in that world. So the leadership decides that Bella must stay. And they're going to send her to a fairy school. Bella believes, okay, I'll get in this fairy school and I'll learn magic so that I can get back to my parents. Because now she has a change of heart. (laughs) Instead of rebelling against her parents, all she wants to do is get back to them. there's trials and tribulations she goes through and in each one, she realizes a little bit more of that. She carries magic Mm -hmm. and the message through the books to children is that you have magic in you Mm -hmm. and the magic that children bring into our lives is playfulness curiosity and unconditional love
1: yes that's what and
0: those are the magic that we as adults need to tap into (laughs) and so um that is the overall message there's layers of love in the book for kids and um
1: for the adults that read it, maybe too. They for can, the adults the that read ones, it, they can read it themselves. Yeah, the it, it, are... as I said, it's a, a book for everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's they a lighter are. read for us adults, but still the nuggets of wisdom are still important for us now, especially nowadays. Many of us are alone, thrill around the world. So uh, where can everyone find your book and I'm, I'm going to put it then also in the show notes, but okay, speak it so once, my books are available on Amazon
0: um, in nine different countries so definitely wow. in Germany, Amazon de I think it is. <laughs> and, um, so you can download, unfortunately, I haven't had them translated into different languages yet so. They're only available in English right now. Future, there will be um, different language translations. And book one is there. Um, Book two just showed up on the 10th.
1: So- (laughs) that's more, celebrate. We should have gotten something to uh, celebrate, (laughs) but it's a fantastic accomplishment, writing anything and trusting, um, yourself right if you, if you think about you said you were just before uh, spring of 2020 in england and uh, reawakening yourself remembering yourself reconnecting yeah. to that uh, source wisdom or then also the uh, ancient forests right and yeah. being open to trust what is coming and going with it now this is fantastic And Angela, I thank you that you did that, that you believed in yourself, you trusted yourself and you followed your own instinct. Yeah? Yeah. That shows a lot of courage. (laughs) So you're a beautiful example of what can be done for everyone.
0: (laughs) And I want everyone to know that there were times along the way. So in the last three years, Many a day where I didn't trust myself, many a day where I had severe doubts about, could I do what I'm meant to do? Um, many a day when I thought, I, I should just give up. This is hard. Um, for the first year of the first book being out, I think I sold 26 copies really hard when I have invested all of my savings into it to, um, you know, bring this to the children and and the adults of the world. And the point of saying that is um, as we move on our path towards fulfilling our mission, we will hit bumps. And we will have pushback and we will have doubts. But underneath it all, we, every one of us, is strong enough. Every one of us has the ability, the yes. capability to do this. Not specifically writing books, but whatever your mission is supposed to be, you have the capability (laughs) and so um, tapping into that inner strength that inner trust even when you're in self-doubt because there's like two pieces of us there's the human part of us and there's the soul part of us and the soul part of us is the one that's strong. And the soul part of us is the one that has all the knowledge and wisdom and abilities. Mm-hmm. And our human is the one with the doubts and the concerns and the fear. If our human just opens our heart and allows our soul to come in. Mm-hmm that is when we can let go of that self-doubt.
1: This is beautiful wisdom, beautiful wisdom, Angela. And it's not just wisdom, you acted it also. It's, it's knowledge, right? You walk your yeah, I knowledge, <laughs> this is, right? It's more than <laughs> you are who you are and uh, you're right. But there is something within, there is something where you cannot not do. I speak about that often. So everyone, if you feel you cannot do, not do, just do it. And maybe others don't understand you now. They will because you often, if you have that, you're already a little bit in the future and people have to understand, they don't fathom yet what it brings, but you do because you're creating something. Musicians have been this way. Many creative people, and we are creative beings. So please go do what you love to do and get support of your friends, the people that provide that space for you to be who you are. Angela... That is such a beautiful
0: message for the children. Thank you. The the children of this generation are bringing... They're they're like the technology generation. (laughs) So... Mm -hmm they're bringing technology. We don't have any clue or understanding. You think about crypto and how that has evolved. Well, it's only, you know, it's 24 year olds who brought that to bear, Um, not, not the 50, 60, 70 year olds because they had no clue or knowledge or understanding of what the possibilities are. And this generation They're going to bring miracles that we, the older generation, are just going to be like, whoa, look what they did. (laughs) And so even if they don't have anyone else who sees what they see or understands what they understand, they're meant to do that. They have the understanding because they're meant to do that and trust that's it just trust
1: oh yes oh, we can talk for hours <laughs> i love yes, that I'm going go. and, and talk and take a little different twist one day uh but thank you angela for this beautiful inspiration i've sensed so much how you love children mm-hmm. how you love you you love everything existing <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, you emanate, as I said before, you emanate that out so beautifully and supportingly, and I thank you a lot for that. And I thank you for your morning time that you spent speaking to all of us uh, with us, uh, because it's I still feel the flow of energy that will stay in this podcast for a while <laughs> in this episode. And yes, everyone. You know, you can find also Angela. Connect with her and me also in the Moving to Oneness Facebook group. We're always here for questions to answer those for oh, you. yes, do reach out or singly. Uh, as I said, I have everything in the show notes. Everyone, build on your desires, on your loved projects, uh, experiment, and don't stop sometimes we ourselves can't fathom what comes in the future trust yourself uh, that mm-hmm. one day you will be understood and maybe you'll make other people understand you never know <laughs> what it is <laughs> and i wish you the best angela and i'm saying goodbye to you i'm maileen your host of the moving to one's podcast bye bye